Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hello? Uh, Mom, it's me. Jimmy! How great to hear from you! How are you? Not good, Mom. I killed a man drunk driving. I need bail money bad. Uh, can you, uh, remortgage the house? Every day is Mother's Day. San Andreas Telephone for those difficult conversations. Shut up and sit down. Welcome, everybody, to episode 359 of Third Shift. Today, there is this one human being. He's uh, he's so wonderful. He's a great person. Just fun to be around. Always a blast. Most of the time, anyway. It's Mr. Eric. It's me. Me! I introduced myself. Woohoo! I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were. I was like, wow, Eric's never actually nice to me. Look at this nice thing he's saying. Oh, yeah. And then immediately I went, he's not gonna. He's just going to say it's himself, yep. so... It's fine. Whatever. I did. I, I, I've called you a god on some episodes. Don't even try that. We can re- We got four years of recorded crap, and I'll tell you what, I've, I've probably said some really good stuff about you, so don't even try it. Like twice out of 359 episodes, plus 100 IG2Gs, plus special episodes, probably two times. Hey, he's, he's a really nice guy. He was a really cool dude. No And then way. the other one was, he's the god. It's usually like the god of farting and vomit. So, I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. He's... You know, he's doing what I usually do. We're flipping scripts here, everybody. He's creating a story and a narrative that he wants you to follow that is not I mean, true. it is mostly true, though. you got to have truth you in there. you got to say there's so some truth, truth to truth make a there, great so. lie. That's right. See, uh-huh. you're on track. Uh-huh. You're, 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 going on, you're doing what you need to do. I appreciate that. You heard him already. He's here today for this beautiful 359th episode. It's Mr. Matt. He's having a good time, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know, Matt. He's he's been kind of doing his own thing. I've been really paying attention. He didn't even come to work today. Who knows what he's been up to this week? But I can tell you this one thing, everybody. You're gonna find out because it's the same thing we always do. We're gonna talk about what he did. He's gonna tell us. You're about to hear it. Hey, Matt. How'd you do? What's happened this week, friend? Well, it was set up to be a week of absolutely nothing because this whole month. And all of next month, actually, it's it's the summer dead zone. There's no plays, there's no shows, there's, there's no nothing. Except that's a total lie, because there is a, a production going on at Williamston Theater, and it's it's in the early stages. It's like the first few official after-release premiere weeks. So I went and saw Be Here Now at the Williamston Theater, and that is a great show. I've been waiting to see it ever since I watched a reading of it before the pandemic. So like four or five years ago, you know, they do the giving... Tuesday playathon stuff. I went saw it read then, and most of the same cast played the same roles here, which I thought was pretty cool. Again, for like a big four year hiatus from when I saw it last. I won't spoil anything, but I, what I will say is, uh, as a, a jaded, miserable person, this is a great play to see because it's about a jaded, miserable person. And I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. This, I like this. And it's good. And it was a great show, great performances. The set design was really cool. They did a really cool thing with the stage that I thought was. Uh, unexpected. I didn't expect to see this kind of all-over set dressing. So really nice, really fun. Very next day on the weekend, went and saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And since I'm going to pretend that I'm not looking at the show notes, oh, gosh, I don't know if Eric saw this one or not. I don't know if he goes and sees movies anymore. But I'm going to tell you my opinion first, because I'm the most important one. And I liked it. It was good. It felt kind of different from most movies like i was surprised how quiet it was in certain spots i mean there was 
great music. There was a great soundtrack to it when there was music. But there was a lot of stuff that was just like, hey, it's an intense scene. There's no background music to make you feel like you got to feel a certain way. And I, it stood out. And I was like, this is not how these movies are normally done. This is not how it normally is. And I love the, the Mission Impossible Dutch angles. Mm-hmm. I just love them. When you, get, you get that weird, like, up, looking up at, at Tom Cruise close-up and it's Dutch angled. And I'm like, yeah, this is Mission Impossible. This is how it was in the first one. So good. And just, I thought it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a whole lot. Well, Matt, we're in the same boat. I enjoyed it a whole lot. But I enjoyed it, not for that particular reason, but I enjoyed it because it gave me the chuckles. I love it when a movie can give me the chuckles or the laughs. I've said it before. I've been lamenting all the time. Most movies don't give me the chuckles or laughs anymore. Nobody understands comedy anymore. It's it's gone. Surprisingly, here I actually got some chuckles, and I was so happy about it. All right, the train scene in particular. Mm-hmm. I got so many chuckles off the end of that train scene. Had me good, just a good old guffaw in the theater, and I was I was just happy. Of regardless of anything else that happened in that movie, that part I went thank you. Thank you. Somebody can make you at least smile in a theater anymore. I'm talking comedies, anybody. Nobody knows how to do it anymore. It's lost. It's almost a lost cause. But I will say one thing that was weird, man. Now, maybe you'll understand this. Was uh, the new character, was her name Grace? What was her new name? Her name? Yeah. yeah, it was Grace, yeah. The the relationship with Grace and, uh, and the main character, of course, was a little strange. It didn't go too far. It was fine. But this the... Just a sconch off, I thought, because of the relationship he'd previously already had and then events, you know, how just the way everything was. It was like, man, this guy, he's just a, you know, he's doing what he does. You know what I'm saying? Well, see, the beauty of it is if you've forgotten everything that happened in any of the other movies, like I always do, I was like, hey, this is cool. And, and where's that lady? And I'm like, I think she was in that other movie. All right, but look at the new lady, and I think she's like the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And she's fun, and, and she's great, fun. And great. She's yeah. a fun character. So I was just like, yeah, this is good, this is cool. And when I saw the other lady, I went, wasn't there some kind of thing? That they and did? Like, he had a wife, and then she left, and then this lady was here, and I don't, I don't know. I'm just going to go click, don't wonder about it anymore, just enjoy the movie. And I just yeah. went, yeah. Oh, don't cool. get me wrong, I still enjoyed the hell out yeah, of it. Yeah. But that was the one part where I was like, huh. I mean, you know, all right. Well, I guess. Cool. And I mean, like you said, it didn't get it never go went, like too yeah, far or anything. Too far, but like his his importance of her did kind of jump in that one scene. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe that's just how he is. Like he doesn't. He care commits about immediately, it. And, he, and it kind of talks about that. He always. Yeah. It's like you, you're in or you're out. It doesn't. There's regardless yeah, yeah, yeah. Of how long we've been together. What do you? What does that matter? Yeah. You're in, in the crew now. You're with me, or you're not with me. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, you're kind of you're kind of justifying what he thinks in his head. So I, mm-hmm. I'll go along with it and immediately accept that she becomes very important immediately. She said yes to the question, mm-hmm. so he goes, okay, boom, boom, anything family. for that person. Yeah, yeah, you're in the family. Done. It's all about family. It's like a final Fa- you know, oh. Fa- Fast and Furious. Fa- it's just like final, final Fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> but I mean, it, it is. But that, uh, it works too. Joshua. Right. Joshua. <laughs> Joshua. 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 But one last thing I'll say about the movie is, well, no, two things. First, I love the intro because I love a submarine movie. And it made me happy to see some submarine action. I was like, this, yeah, this is cool. But then when the the thing is unveiled, like I won't spoil the plot or what they're trying to stop. I, I had a moment. I think there was one of the quiet scenes like, hey, we're going here to learn more about the thing. 
And I went, man, you know, this franchise used to be about uh, trying to recover like a computer disc that just had a list of names and aliases on it. And now it's gone to like, this whole other giant thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's how the world has progressed, yes. But I was just like, you know, I remember the the first one was just, it wasn't a small movie. Simple, you know, espionage. Simple 007 material. Yeah, it was kind of like analog, like the first bit of digital. Hey, a disc with some names on it is gone. It's like, that's spy stuff. Don't blow their covers. And now it's like, the whole world is just going to, I won't spoil anything. You really raised the stakes. And granted, it's been 30 years, but it just made me chuckle, you know. I used to love a good sub movie too, man. But I I told you, I was on a sub for a while. Mm -hmm. And that kind of disenfranchised me to the sub thing. Subs are not very fun, man, so... I know. And I mean, okay. it's not like I don't, well, I haven't been like on a tour on a sub or anything, mm-hmm. but I did like the whole, when you're in Boy Scouts, there's the one that's docked in like Kalamazoo or something. Yeah. And you do like the stay overnight in it. I'm like, oh, this is what a sub is. It's it's a, mm-hmm. it's a motion I'm making that nobody can see. But then like, hey, check out the footage of the sub. And it's like a whole room and everybody's walking around this big room, like an office-looking room. I'm like, that's not, no, that not a single place in the sub looks like that. No, sir, no, ma'am. I don't, I don't believe that. And on top of that, I wasn't even in a dangerous area. There was no danger, nothing. We were just there for a secret meeting that they were having. They wanted to make sure it was kept that way, et cetera. But uh, it was still very stressful mm-hmm. just to know you're in this stupid little tube, like you said, confined and sucks and isn't great, and that... Uh, just not great. I don't know. Didn't enjoy the sub experience. But I do love the whole sub thing. I loved the way it, you know, it took it and where it went in the movie. That was fun. But just in general, a real sub experience is just was not fun for me. So I don't know. I don't know. But that's why you just forget that and you go, I'm watching look at subs can be cool. That's right. Mine wasn't. This is where the cool ones are. But these are cool subs. This is how cool people do subs. Yeah, see. That's what you got to do whenever you watch like a, a military movie like Battle Los Angeles or something. That's not how it goes. But I mean, my unit was cool. These guys are jokers. This this must be how jokers this do it. This is how the they, jokers they do it. They wear their insignias upside down and whatever else they got wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Just got to do that. Put myself aside and let it go. But then, of course, it's my favorite time of year. New Japan's G1 Climax 33 is going on right now. I'm like two or three days behind. But man, if you like Japanese pro wrestling, you got to watch the G1 Climax. It's so good. And I was I was fearful because they have a big field. It's like 32 guys instead of the usual like 20 or something. And they're like, well, we got to cut the time limits down on the matches. Only 20-minute matches, not 30-minute matches. And I went, oh, but those 30-minute matches are so epic. But there have been a few. And I tweeted out about them. Today and the other days when I've been watching them, just hard-hitting, brutal, a physical storyline being told. Oh, so good, so tasty. I'm just eating it with a spoon every time there's a really good one. Oh, and even the ones that aren't really that great, they're still a good match. It's fun to watch with fun characters and and overarching storylines. Really good, really awesome. Then we go to the video game front. And just like I have for the past like two, three weeks... I've been playing one game and one game only this week because I beat Final Fantasy 16 last week. And so it's time. It's time to break out my Switch Pro controller and put in a little hot little video game card called Master Detective Archives Rain Code. And oh, I've been 
just drink of the Danganronpa goodness up with a straw. It's different. It's a different format, so it's not one-to-one or anything. But man, 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 when it goes there, it goes there. And the things that happen in the mystery labyrinths, they make me laugh. They make me smile. If you picture it the way like you look at the Final Fantasy 16 icon battles, you're like drawn in, you got big eyes, your jaws dropped. But you're not usually smiling. Imagine that, but with a giant smile on your dumb face. Just like, this is the craziest and wildest thing I've ever seen. It's like bright and cartoony and wild and anime. And it's just the the nuttiest stuff I've ever seen in that mystery labyrinth. Like the way that you play the little mini games to uncover things. It's just, it's absolutely banana world. And I'm absolutely loving it. But the one thing I'll say, and then I'll be done is that this game begs begs to be on any system other than the switch anything but the switch and i'm not i'm not a switch hater i love the switch you know i played tears of the kingdom i played a million games on the switch i love my switch it's cool it's it's a video game system and a platform that's awesome and is worthy of being around but man when i'm looking at beautiful hd 2d you know character sprite in the corner and nice clear text and there's voice lines. I'm having a good time. And then I look right above that to the 3D scene. And it's blurry. And it's low resolution. And it's a really low frame rate that the characters are moving at. It doesn't physically pain me. But I look at it and go, man, this could be so much better. If this was just on a PC and I was playing it on my Steam Deck. Or if it was on my PS5 or Xbox or literally anything else. It just feels like it's chugging. Especially a character like Shinigami, the little ghost. It's got lively little animations. But even even when it's not moving around, it's got like a little ghosty haze. Kind of like my fingers do, you know, exactly as Eric's looking right now. Mm-hmm. But even that, it's choppy and low frame ready. I'm like, that should look so much smoother. It should, ah, I want this to look 100% perfect. Because everything about it, there's so much good stuff in here. I'm, I'm loving it. Regardless of what the 3D stuff looks like, regardless of anything else, it's still a blast and still fun. But man, it could be so much cleaner and clearer and more fun if it was just on a more powerful system. But I'm still loving it, and I'm still loving life, because I watched a great play, I watched a great movie, I'm watching great wrestling, I'm playing a great game, and I'm throwing it to a great friend, Eric, to say, hey, Eric... How was your week this week? Well, gosh, Callie, you already spoke about one thing. We went and saw Mission Impossible. The first movie I've seen in quite a while. What a good time. We already talked about it quite a bit. So I won't elaborate, but to say, man, it's good to get back to the theater and see a show. There's a, I want to see Oppenheimer still. So oh, yeah. hopefully I can get there to see that one before it's gone. Um, there was a great anime that's actually in the theaters right now at Celebration. I want to see that. Hopefully I can get to see that before it's gone. Man, it just stinks. I got, I'm so busy. There's so much going on. I'm like, God, I really want to get to theater and see these shows. But this, the week keeps on going. The weekends keep on flying by. So here we are. Either way, it was great to do that. Great to have a good time. And, of course, in the real life world, not much happening. It's been pretty average lately, you know, doing yard work, doing stuff like that. Nothing the audience cares too much about. But on the gaming front, I did get in Diablo 4. I got the new season started, Matt. Season one, even though sorcerers were nerfed to the bones, screwed over in all the ways possible, I went, you know what? Doesn't matter. Playing a sorcerer, because I said I was going to play a sorcerer for season one, period. That's the way it was going to go. And they've already talked about, you know, 
rethinking and redoing some of the decisions they made, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sure we're going to get some uh, recalls and some, you know, edits to what they did to make it a little more viable, a little more fun for us poor sorcerers and others that got nerfed and screwed over. Now, I did hear, I mean, it always happens. A game's released, and then they nerf everything to the ground. But I was talking with, you know, another person we work with, and she was like, man, this game sucks, and then it was nerfed, so I'm just going to go back to Final Fantasy XIV. That's what I'm mm-hmm. going to play, because this game totally blows. Eric, comments. Rebuttal. There's no rebuttal. <laughs> you know, this is this is one of those classic things. It's what you sow. You came in, you went, wow, these guys are having too much fun and they're really beating the hell out of our game and they're laughing and having a great time and getting legendaries and stuff everywhere. That's not what we wanted. And I understand. They don't want it to where you're not getting anything. But they want it to be so you got to grind for it and you got to work for it and it takes time. But you opened up with everybody just loving it, just all being rained and praised upon and, and... yeah, it takes time to get the perfect one, but you're getting, you know, you're getting all these pieces, you're doing the thing, and then they go, bam! Now you're getting nothing, fools, you're getting nothing. And we nerfed everybody, so that way you have to fight for five minutes on this boss instead of the 35, 40 seconds that you were doing. And that jacks with people. People have been along, uh, around as long as me, I understand. We didn't used to just go in and beat Bale in one second. It was a whole group of us going there for about a minute, wailing on him, and then he would die. And that was a whole group doing it. Now we've got people, one person, in like 27 seconds, just decimating bosses. That's not, I know that's not what they intended. I know that's not what typical Diablo wants. But the people got used to it, and the people were having a great time with it. And then you go, nope, that's not what we're doing. And for those like somebody we know at work... Nope, that's not what I wanted. I don't want that. I want what you were giving me. You don't want to provide that. I'm just going back to what I was happy with and having a good time with. And you're not getting them back. And you don't deserve to get them back because you showed them one thing and then you flipped the script on them. What'd you expect? And I don't understand because it's happened with, you know, it happens with every single game. But I mean, we've seen it in stuff like Borderlands 3. You know, it was this way, then all oh, we turned it way down, we adjust the drop rates, we did this, 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 this. And I don't mean to be that guy, because however the developers want to do their game, they can do their game. And Diablo has a lot more monetization options than Borderlands 3 did. But isn't that still just a PvE game? Like, why do you need to, like, super balance the PvE experience, really? Really, really, though. Especially since it's Diablo, and you're going to roll, like, every character eventually. So, yeah, sure, you spent a week and got all your awesome stuff for a sorcerer, but you still got to go and do the stuff do for rogue. your berserker or your do rogue, or whatever barbarian. the classes are. Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where I come in. I agree it was too easy. You were having people being able to just go ape snips and just decimate stuff. But you, I got to imagine a lot of developers, they've been around at least since Diablo 3, if not longer. You should at least have a core understanding of like the main balance of Diablo by now, where it needs to be to be in a happy place for everybody. And I don't get why every time it's like, like you said, it's like the huge pendulum. And they're just sitting there flying from one end to the other trying to find the sweet spot. It's like, how many attempts does it take for you to figure out where that sweet spot typically is? You should have a rough draft by now. You have three previous titles to work off of. Why is it every time we have to take the full pendulum back and forth? It shouldn't be that way. Does nobody learn from the past? Is it? 
am I misunderstanding? Is the entire crew different every single time? And they're just like, we didn't learn anything from the previous one because none of us were there and we don't know what they were doing. And we're just going to do our own thing. And I mean, honestly, wouldn't it be better to start on the other end where you're going right now? They're like, oh, well, you know, we had to grind a little more than we normally would. But hey, when the first patch rolls out, everyone will go, yay, legendaries are here. <laughs> Hooray. It's you awesome. Say- they listen to us and they love us. Woohoo. It's so funny you just said that because Diablo 3 did that. Diablo 3 started off with giving you nothing. Mm-hmm. And everyone went, we hate this game. We hate you. We never want to play again. This time, they're like, we're going to give you all the things. Everything's great. Look at it. You got all, everything you could ever dream of, and now we're taking it all away. <sighs> and now you have people mad for the entire opposite reason. It just proves the point. Stop starting at one end of the damn pendulum or the other. Somebody has to understand where a, a decent middle ground somewhere is, and then you can tweak it. A little bit from one end to the other so you don't get the casuals sliding off immediately and never coming back and the hardcore having heart attacks and strokes and then you begrudgingly coming back because they'll come back because they're whores for the game but begrudgingly and with a lot of dissatisfaction and anger and all the stupid negative hype you get along with it etc etc i wish they could just figure it out <sighs> it's it's just aggravating with all that said, though, man, I'm having fun. I'm level 32, so I'm way, you know, under where I need to be. But Final Fantasy 16 is just, it's consuming my time. The time I have to play, it's the game I, I need to be playing to finish. And there's multiple reasons for that. First off, it's fun. Second off, we've got a lot of games on the horizon that need to be played. I cannot let this one take too long and intercept time needed for another big release that's coming there's a lot of stuff we talk about all the time i'm not gonna go into detail but i will just say a lot of games coming that i gotta play so ff16 has to get done and i want to get it done anyway because it's so much fun and a pleasure to play whereas diablo 4 i know it's going to be there it's always there it's going to be there for the next eight and ten years for me to play casually have a great time and do what i need to do And I know family members will be upset with me about it because they want me in there grinding with them. They're already a world tier above me now. And that's fine. No big deal. I'll catch up. But I get what they're doing and I get why they're like, dude, you're you're screwing us because we want to play with you. Because, you know, we always hear you say, you know, we leave you behind. But you're the one who doesn't play. You're right. But I got too many games to play. I got so much I got to get done. And I got to prioritize certain things based off what I like and based off, you know, what I feel are the games I have to get done, the have to play, to do what I need to do. So, of course, you just heard FF16 was the last game I played. I beat the next big boss. Matt knows who I'm talking about. And I got to a part where a lot more quests just opened up for the, the final time. And, uh, well, there's another there's another one I beat. Another boss I beat. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after that boss, after Odin, another set of quests opened up. Yeah, yeah. So now I think I'm at the final one because I'm going to the place that is the start of it all, as they say. And there, I think, is where I'll finally beat this game. And I had to make sure of it because I was 20 points away from getting the best sword in the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, don't tell me I missed some minor side quest somewhere in this game. No. 
So I was scrounging around, found out, no, that's not the case. You're fine. You can't get all the coolest stuff till this last chunk here. And that's the only part I'll leave off. First off, I love everything. Don't get me wrong. The game's been great. The story's been great. Love all the characters. Love everything going on. But I will say, I am tired of this. I am so tired of, hey, it's the last five minutes of the game. Here's the best gear you can get in the game. Here you go. Now go fight the last boss to be done and never play again. I'm like, can I get some of the coolest stuff in the game and enjoy, like, a segment? It never happens. It's always... All right, you've been building and building and building. Now you get Zeta Max Ultima Chardonnay Sword. Whoa, yay. Oh, look, it's the last boss. There he is. Wee! Fight. You beat him, and then you don't care. Nobody cares. Nothing cares because you only used it for like 6 to 20 minutes tops in the game. It's a counter. It's a reverse to your point. It would almost benefit them to not give you really good stuff until like after the game was over. Because I rocked all the ultimate stuff as soon as I could make it. I, I put it on. And uh, I told Eric this off air. The last boss was not even remotely a challenge. I mean, I've said it all the way through. Nothing in this game has been a challenge. It's, it sounds stupid, but I, didn't, I don't want more good gear in this game. I wanted to keep using my crappy stuff so maybe fights would be hard. But I did exactly what you did, and I'm sure, and upgraded every single step along the way. And it just stayed easy. And I got the ultimate weapon, and I got the ultimate gear, and it was brainless easy. So easy. Then I go on Reddit and see people dying all the time because it's so hard. What do you do? What are you doing? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you and what are you doing? Do you know how to play a video game? I really don't know. And I, I say that in jest because there's games I suck at that people smoke all the time. Of course, but yeah. in this particular genre, in this particular game, I can't fathom what you're doing because I don't even have to think. Do you just not not even hit buttons? You just, you just tank every attack and then, oh. Right. See, I'm out of potions, and I had to retry the boss, but it gave me all my potions back on the retry. That sucks. How'd you use all your potions, though? How'd you use your potions? What'd you do? Like, there's one there's one S-tier hunt that I got down to my last, like, two potions on without even using the elixirs, without ever using the last elixir. Mm-hmm. There's too many potions. There's too many. It's too much. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. La- la- I'm done ranting about it. Done ranting. Either way, that's the games I've been playing this week. <laughs> Who knows what I'll play next week? Who knows? But it's been a great time. What a great day. What a great week. Speaking of great weeks, it's a great week for video games coming out because I got a twofer. I'm going to tell you this week about Patrick's Parabox, which has been out. On PC for quite a while, but it's launching on PlayStation and on Nintendo Switch literally today or yesterday as we're recording this. And this is, oh, I can't even describe it adequately in words. I'm going to do the usual Matt thing and say, you got to go watch a video of this game. This is a game, it's a game, it's most basic thing about pushing boxes around. You got to push some boxes and get them into certain areas of the stage. Put this box here, this box there, put yourself right there, boom. There you go. It's easy peasy. You know, Boxes World, the old ripoff game. Just do that. But the beauty about this game is that sometimes the stage is a box. Sometimes a box inside the box, inside the stage, is also another stage. You can pull out of the stage that you're in and put the other stage inside it. It doesn't make any sense unless you're watching it. But... If you're in a stage and it's, you know, there's like an L-shaped area inside this box, you can leave out the top, you can come in on the sides. When you leave out the top, sometimes sometimes the world will shrink down 
and you can move that whole stage around. Like you kind of glow up to the size of that stage and you push the stage around and you can push other boxes inside the stage and then you can hop inside the stage and then you're moving the boxes inside the stage. But sometimes the stage itself that you're in is also the box that you're pushing. Like it's small, but it's also the thing you're in. So you're pushing stuff inside it to make stuff come in the different sides of the stage that you're actually actively in and pushing stuff around it. It's insanity. It's craziness. You know, it's a real simple graphical style. Everything's nice and neat and clear. It's basically just a bunch of boxes. You're a box with eyes. You're pushing around boxes. Everything else is geometrically shaped and all this stuff. But man, when you see some of these things in action, when you're pulling a stage out of another stage so you can put the stage you're in inside that stage to go inside it and then manipulate things that are in there, it's nuts. It kind of reminds me of that cocoon game like we've seen a few times before where you have a little moth with the – you carry the worlds and then you go inside the worlds and pull other worlds out of them. Go see some trailers of it. Go have it on your Steam wish list. Go play it on the two consoles because it just got released there. Developed by a single guy, Patrick Trainer, published by Drakneck and Friends. If you're into puzzle games, something like Baba is You, but less complex than that. What I'm saying sounds really complex, but the few reviews I've watched have said it introduces you to the concepts, and they're all pretty simple because you're just pushing boxes in and out of a stage and an exit. It doesn't get too complex. It just uses itself in really interesting and fun ways. So don't be put off saying, oh, it's probably too hard for me. I've heard it's not easy, but it's easygoing time. And you'll fall in love with it and have a great time. And if you're not into puzzles, maybe you're in to beat em up games, side-scrolling brawlers. Because I'm also going to tell you about Double Dragon Gaiden Rise of the Dragons, which also is coming out either today or tomorrow as we're recording this. Developed by Secret Base, published by Modus Games. This is out for everything. And this is another game I was surprised by because Double Dragon, it's a big name. You would have seen that in some press conferences or something. No! Here it is. Boom, surprise drop. And it is... Double Dragon, but in a unique kind of a way, because you are, of course, Bimmy and Jimmy, and you're trying to beat these gangs that have taken over the city. And there's a couple other characters you can start off with, who I won't spoil, and then a bunch more you can unlock, which I definitely won't spoil. But the unique thing, or one of the unique things about this Double Dragon game, is the order you fight the gangs in, say like the hockey gang, you fight them first, they're hockey mask guys, it'll be a short stage, one or two stages. If you go on the next, the baseball bat guys, then since you chose them second, it's like three stages. If you choose the next gang, it'll be four stages. So if you're really bad at one stage or one particular type of goons, you might want to fight them first because you only have to do a couple stages. But the further along you go, the further these stages play out and the more bosses and, and stages you got to work through. Other cool thing about it is, as you're beating up enemies, coins are shooting out, currency shooting out. So you can grab up that currency at the end of the stage, you can power up your strength, speed, all that stuff. Or you can save it, to buy tokens and unlock tokens. So after your run is done of, you know, going through here, if you die or win or whatever, you take those tokens back and that's what you can use to unlock art, soundtracks, additional stages, additional characters, all kinds of cool stuff. And I say it with everything. I said it with the last game. Go see this game in action. It's got a really unique art style, really friendly and appealing pixel art. It's not dark and serious like some of them are. It's not super cartoony, but it is that kind of like friendly cartoony style. The characters are not exactly chibi, but they're kind of bobbleheady looking. They look really cute and fun, but the animation is actually really smooth and really well done. I was watching a trailer and, you know, some reviews of it, and there was an enemy that had a knife. You know, just walking in, enemy with a knife. But the knife, like, does this little wobble in his hands, this friendly, like, little 
cartoony little wobble. And I'm like, you didn't have to put that in there. It could have just been a static knife pixel that goes with you. But if they put this little touch in here, give it a little bit of personality. And, and everything's like that. The character designs are like that. The animation's like that. So if you like side-scrolling beat-em-ups, if you like brawlers, if you like Double Dragon, go check out Double Dragon Gaiden. And if you like puzzles, check out Patrick's Pair Box. I got a two-pack for you indie games galore. You know you love it. Well, let me tell you, this next game I'm going to tell you about, it ain't friendly and bubbly. It ain't what you want to be playing if you want something just goof-tacular and lighthearted. All right? This is... The first title in a while coming from this team, well, the team that was reformed anyway. It's The Expanse, the Telltale series, developed and published by, of course, Telltale Games, and released on everything except for Steam and Nintendo Switch as of July 27th. It has finally come, part one of this series, The Expanse. I love The Expanse. I have watched pretty much all of it except for a few uh, episodes of the latest season, but I'm right up in there. I'm caught up. I'm invested. This game takes place before The Expanse starts up, and it follows Drummer. And if you don't know, Drummer's this really cool, interesting character who has definitely a mind of her own, does things, takes things at her own pace. And, of course, if you've watched The Expanse, you know what I'm talking about. Has a very unique way of talking and doing things. Just overall an awesome character. So just very cool that they decided to go with Drummer for this. And, of course, you'll see Cox and some other characters and whatnot that you may know from the Expanse series while you're in this game playing. Now, I got I was torn. This was a surefire. This was me. I'm, I'm going to buy this game for sure. And then I watched a few reviews. Here's the thing. Game, everyone says is great. Lots of fun. Story, lots of fun, great decisions being made, a lot of permanence involved, things and actions you take are, they do follow you, much as, you know, all Telltale games have in the past, even though some stories have not followed through, this one does. This one's story is apparently great. Uh, music, animation, all that's on board. Everything's there, man. What's not to love? Great game, great music, great story decisions, great everything. And they went, they did it. They said, hey, Eric... Here's a, here's a cautionary tale. Um, it's about a 50-minute to an hour and 10-minute long game for story part one. Okay, that's cool. What's up? What's wrong with that? I don't you know. That's fine. I don't mind a, sh- a short experience. It's $40, Eric. Oh, no. 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 Period. No. I can't. There's nothing in my brain can justify one hour of time for $40. So... I immediately can't get it. I can't get it now because I have to wait for some kind of deal or uh, or just the whole series as one pack for some kind of great price or something. So the, the question is, for your $40 investment, do you get all the remaining episodes for free? No. It's 40 bucks for part one. They can't be right. There's no way that can Let's be double right. double check. Two reviews said it. And the only reason I ask is because while you were talking, I did look it up because, you know, it, it says here in the show notes, part one. And I went, OK, part one. Uh, what does that mean? There's a game that released not too long ago that we'll never speak about again on the show that made you pay up front for things that neither one of us would have paid for eventually. And it made me wonder, is this that? So I did look it up and it said every two weeks after this, the next episodes will come out. 
That's what made me wonder. If you're paying 40 bucks up front, do you get episodes two and three and four and whatever? Mm-hmm. Or is it literally just... Because it can't be. There's no way. It can't it's, be. There's no way. Can't. I agree with you. Because I heard that and instantly went, no, I would never buy this for 40 bucks. Okay, here it is. I, it, it's on their website right here. The question is, in the past, you could buy episodes separately or pay for the whole season at the same here. No, we're keeping it simple. While we are releasing the season in episode form, bi-weekly, starting on the 27th, which is the day after we're recording this, we are only selling the whole season together. So 40 bucks is for goodness. everything. So both reviewers... Completely banana. Completely un- unknowing what the hell they're buying. And, I mean, to be fair, they did pay $40 for an hour and a half of content. For now. For now. But in two weeks, they're going to get the next Another part. chunk, whatever size that is. And then so on and so forth until it's over. I don't know how many parts it is. I want to say, what, four? But I'm not sure. It was usually four or five. I didn't see it yeah. there. But but even so, that might mean you might want to wait like a month or two and then for 40 bucks, Or if it's on sale after that, 30 bucks, you get all of it all slapped together. Yeah. And there's you know nothing wrong with waiting if you want to wait for that. But either way, that does change everything. Because for forty bucks, you go ahead. You're getting the whole series, regardless of how many episodes it's going to be. You're getting the entire, you know, the entire event. And with everybody stating, you know, the the couple I've watched and read, that the story was great. Everything was awesome about it. They enjoyed their time with it for sure. Even if the next ones are both all one hour each, I assume you're getting at least three to four hours worth of 40 bucks now three to four hours for 40 bucks still a little steep ain't gonna lie to you that still is a little steep but that is way more bearable and doable in my opinion than obviously what was told to me by said reviewers previously but i haven't seen anything about how many yet okay here 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 i got it i'm saving the day again on the epic games page they say there are five episodes okay so there you so go. So basically, you're in about five hours, roughly, for forty bucks. Or if you get the uh, the uh, you know the the Grand Ois version, it's going to be a few more. But the, there is a D- extra DLC episode on top of that. Mm-hmm. But it might be like how it was with most of the Telltale games, where the first episode was, you know, it kind of got you in there, but the 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 meat and the bigger stuff happened later. And those you know those ones are usually like two two hours and change for those episodes. So if it goes that way. You can expect way more than enough time for your 40 bucks. So there you go. These individuals didn't know what they were talking about. They were just very upset that they got through the first one. It was a very short experience, and uh, they hadn't looked ahead. And, hell, to be honest, they probably didn't even buy Correct. the episode they got. It was probably given to them as a code to review, and they did no looking into it and were just like, hey, man, it's 40 bucks for this thing. Ooh, holy cow. But they didn't pay it, but they wanted to make sure, well, that what they thought they were doing was giving you a cautionary tale, telling it was 40 bucks for an hour-long experience. However, misinformation, there you go. Now I'm sold. I'm back in. Five episodes, that's at least five hours, probably more for 40 bucks. Guess what? I just went and saw a movie this last weekend, costing me 20-something dollars, and it was only two hours and change. So, works out. It all checks out. I mean, to be fair, that was like two and a half hours. So you're getting, it was. You're getting into long movie territory. So it works out well. It works out. And yeah. this whole time I'm thinking, man, you know, $40, if it's a really good like two to three hours even, I got no problem with that. Like the mind-blowing experiences. I've had a couple of those, you know. Oh, yeah. Since we're talking about episodic experiences with choices that matter and influencing things by your decisions, I'm going to tell you about something I have no information about, like nothing. I just saw a tweet about it. 
and said, Hey guys, we announced Borderlands Echo Vision Live. Check it out. It's from our friends at GenVid, and they do cool interactive experiences. And I went, Tell me more. And all of Twitter and all of every website said, No. And I went, Okay. So I'm going to forget about this for a week. And then this week, I saw a tweet, even just before the show was recording this, it said, We had a great panel. With Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, Eric's favorite guy at San Diego Comic-Con. We talked all about it. It was great. And I went, show me where to watch that panel. And the entire internet and all of Twitter went, no. And I went, okay. So what I will tell you about Borderlands Echo Vision Live, I mean, I think we've talked about something else like this before. I don't think it was the Silent Hill stuff. There's a Silent Hill one coming, though. Yes. But we've talked about something else that maybe they were doing, where it is... Basically, episodes of a show, and it's going to play out kind of like a telltale game. When it comes time for a big choice, everybody votes on their phones or on the internet or whatever, and then that is how the story plays out after that. Is that Black Mirror crap, Matt? Remember that Black Mirror stuff that did that or something? Maybe that was it. That was that was more tailored just to you, though. That wasn't like yeah. everybody okay. does it. Everybody's Yeah, everybody's a part of it. You're right. You're right. It was a personal thing. But yeah, it was a choose-your-own-adventure in that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. But I will give you, the best I can give you is the official blurb that I found on PlayStation Universe or something, which I can't find this blurb anywhere else. Even on the website about this is not how it describes it. But what it says is, what's meant to be a three-week vacation turns into a permanent nightmare when the tourists, a bunch of tourists, go for a paid vacation on Eden 6. They find themselves stranded in the backwater town of Greywater Junction, surrounded on all sides by cutthroats, bandits, and low thread count sheets. These unfortunate dilettantes must overcome their fears, failings, and greed in order to band together, rise to the occasion, and avoid the many, many bullets with their names on them. Now, I think just overall as a concept, something cool in the Borderlands universe where you can make, you know, choose your own adventure style stuff sounds good. It sounds cool. I still don't know what any of these look like or how they really operate. Like, is it just like a one shot where we have discussed this before, like years ago, mm-hmm. do you all vote at once and then that's it. And you can never go back and do it again. Is it like a kind of like a stream? And when the voting is done, it cuts to the pre-recorded footage of this option. I have no idea. I'm interested, but since I don't know anything about this and I can't find any information on it, I'm kind of really skeptical. Like, I, I don't want to be, you know, cautiously pessimistic guy, but that's how I feel right now. Like, it sounds neat in concept, but what's the execution going to look like? Yeah. For this, I, I heard it announced just like you did. Didn't really get any deep information on it. Anyway, I'm on board. I got no stake in the game, you know? I don't really care if it's good or bad, to be honest with you. Won't hurt your feelings either way. Yeah. So I was like, man, eh, sure, cool. I that's That's just how I felt. I went, all right. You know what? When you tell me more about it and you tell me to go log in over here and read the storyline or watch the storyline and cast my vote for what the character should do, I'll do it. If it sucks, it sucks. If people vote crazy ways and do the dumbest things that irritate the hell out of me, then I'll just stop. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not invested. You know, I don't care. I want to, I'll participate because it's something Borderlands and, you know, me, I'm always on board to go check it out and give it a shot. But I don't, don't care. I don't care if it succeeds. I don't care if it fails. I want to go play. And if it ends up not being fun or making me happy, I'm going to treat it like I do any other game. I'm going to stop playing it and I'm going to leave it. So I didn't really get happy or upset because, like you said, I didn't really get enough information to go either way with it. And knowing that it's going to have people involved, I automatically assume it's probably going to go negative and bad the way I don't want things to go. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I got to let this one just kind of 
go into neutral mode and let it be what it's going to be. And of course, Matt, you're you're speaking of whispers. You're speaking of things that we don't quite know anything about yet. I saw that some Korean country or some other weird country got their uh, you know their ratings once again once again leaked, and we saw that the Borderlands Pandora's box is a thing coming, and everyone's been speculating on what it is. And the biggest, uh, the most noteworthy folks out there, like well. Take a wild guess, folks. What's what's not on the PS5? You're gonna get the pre-sequel, you know, Borderlands 2. You're gonna get all those on the PS5, all remastered and all cleaned up, and the best editions possible. And I went, wow, I'm pretty interested in that. You know, that'd be a PS5 version of the pre-sequel for us to play again. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always talked about playing the pre-sequel again. That's it's kind of a running joke, or was for quite a bit of time during the uh, third shift uh, history. And I went, if true interested what's is that what matt says <laughs> interesting if true interested if true i'm 100 percent in the same boat with you like anything else borderlands game of the year edition i probably wouldn't play again i might play like halfway through borderlands 2 base again even though we played through it way too many times mm-hmm. but as soon as you say the pre-sequel my ears perk up mm-hmm. i get the little hair standing up on, on my arms i get the goosebumps which is hilarious because literally everyone else hates the pre-sequel everyone else in the whole world but if they put that in there you're damn right i'm finally going through as wilhelm and getting to max level with all the abilities yeah. that i've wanted to use same with athena yeah mm-hmm. i'm like god dang it i never got athena all the way up and to become the badass she deserved to be yeah and i'll oh, by gods i do it this time and people just got bad taste you know I just heard the other people the other day go, oh, Wolfstein Youngblood, oh, it's the biggest trash in the whole world. And I was like, you know, if I had a pistol, your brains would be out the back of your head. I promise you this. But I didn't. And I wasn't even near them. They're in a whole different state, so they're fine. It does make me laugh because every time someone talks about Starfield, they go, oh, no, Bethesda, man. They got two failures in a row. Fallout 76, which I never played. Who cares? They got that and they got Wolfenstein Youngblood. Worst game I've ever played in my whole life. And I just want to just break a thing. I want to break everything around me. Mm -hmm. I want to just punch and flail. Oof. But no, we're going to go to happier pastures. Tell me something happier. We sure are. We're going to one other happy pasture here. It's called Armored Core. Freaking 12 minutes of gameplay, all right? The newest Armored Core is coming. They're starting to ramp up, you know, the promotions, the gameplay, the review, the previews, not reviews. (laughs) The game ain't out yet, folks. But it's coming. And I have been sitting right here on the fence, all right? I was kind of like, yeah, sounds cool. Definitely interested. From Software puts out really good games. There's no question that. Elden Ring was a masterpiece. We've all talked about it a billion times. Armored Core, I like Max, but I've never played those games, really. I've never been into it. So, eh, it's a game that sounds great, but if I miss it, oh well. Don't care, Matt. Then this 12-minute gameplay hit and a couple previews from folks who got to go play for four straight hours came out. And I went, oh, my God, this looks fun. This looks great. This looks amazing. I want to play this game, and I'm now mad. I'm so mad, Matt, because I just wish I hadn't watched the videos. I hadn't listened to these people brainwash me into wanting to play this Armored Core game because I don't have time. I really, honest to God, I don't. There are a lot of games. I'm talking seven to eight games coming out in that same time period that I want to play, and it's it's too much. I was going to say, I know specifically like two, and I know there's three or four actually, because I went and did my pre-orders for the rest of the year. Just in November alone, which I think is when this is coming out, that's when all those games hit. All of them. And they're all stunning and all amazing. Now, see, I did the smart thing, though, Eric. I did not watch 
any of this 12 minutes of gameplay footage. I didn't watch it. I saw it came up and I went, I can't, I can't watch this. I can't watch it. But it doesn't matter because that original trailer, the original reveal trailer, not the teaser, but the trailer that actually mm-hmm. showed the gameplay, it already sold me. It already sold me. I just need to actually go and put down the hard, dirty dollars to get it. Because I, I saw it and I went, I can't, I can't have the itch yet. I'm already at critical mass. I can't see anymore. Can't do anymore. But it's it's already on the list. It already has to be obtained in my hot little hands. So I want to see it. I want to watch it to see even more cool stuff. But I can't. I can't deal with it right now. I, it's already it. It already sold me. I, I'm I'm ashamed to say it because I'm the guy who always you can't watch a trailer. You got to see the gameplay and stuff. Yeah, there was gameplay in that trailer. Don't get me wrong. Well, but there's it, a lot of gameplay here too, buddy. It's, oh, it's too can, much. Too much. Dude, it's you just too go much. consume it, man. Just go ah. eat it up. Fill that bowl up with happiness. Oh. Away in that armored core. Oh yeah, you're gonna love it. In my defense, it'll be the thing of always like, oh, here's the part where the big one comes in and does the thing because I've seen it in the trailer or, or the gameplay reveal. But instead, I'll just be like, what's going on? What if I round this corner? Blah, oh, my God. My mind's blown by the thing I didn't expect. So, oh, And a key gosh. thing was said, all right? Oh, there's one last little teaser, man. Uh, an individual who got to go play this four hours, right? was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they were playing B-roll of, you know, one of the devs playing while he was talking about his experience. And he goes, oh, no, whatever they're doing, I didn't even think to do that. I just drove over here, went ran over here, hid behind this thing, got over to here. They're over there taking them on and strategically fighting through this thing. I hid around these boxes and then covered over here and just went through this alleyway here and did the thing. I went, damn it. Damn it. You get to just... You get to just do what you want. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's no set way. It's not, you have to defeat two minority bosses before you get to the major boss. Here we go. Da, 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 da. If you don't go in with laser sword and shield, it's not going to work out for you. Oh, I kitted my guy out with rocket launchers and missile packs and literally no co- close combat stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, maybe that'll work out for me too. Nope. It just sounds like it's just, hey, play it how you play it. If it works, you did great. Congratulations to you. And that was important to me. That's what I wanted to hear, that it gives you that kind of leverage. You don't have to do particular builds or setups for every single boss fight. Maybe that's not 100% true. I'm not going to state that yet. But for whatever the four hours of gameplay that they were experiencing, they just did what they wanted and what they thought was right to get through, and it seemed to work for them. And there was other ways to do it, and that's promising in and of itself right there and makes me can't wait to get in. And it's not it, Matt. It's not it because Remnant 2 hit. I talked about it last week, early access, so I kind of cheated with my release, but whatever. doesn't matter. Too many people are playing and already talking about it. Might as well get on with the zeitgeist. It is out now for the masses. Any schmuck who wants to just go buy it in the store, they can. And it's selling like hotbusters. Everyone's talking about it. Steam's already sold bajillions of copies. It's it's a hit. Every streamer I have followed is like, oh, God, I just can't get enough. I can't stop playing this game. And just last week, everybody was playing Exo Primal. Surprise hit. Everyone thought it was kind of goofy. It was like, oh, I guess we'll try it out. And it turned out to be a really fun game. Everyone loved the loop. Everyone loved the added uh, game modes that came as you played the game. All in, all aboard. All of a sudden, Remnant 2 hit. All I see is Remnant 2. Remnant 2, Remnant 2, Remnant 2, Remnant 2. And I can't even be mad because I watched the gameplay and I need it. I got to have this game. This game looks fantastic. This game looks like a freaking ton of fun and i want to play it so bad i don't know what to do i don't know what to do 
I, I don't have the time for it. I don't, but I need this game. I do not want to let this one go by. I need both of those games, and I don't have the time for it either. I can barely find the time with the new stuff I'm doing right now to even play Master Detective Archives Raincoat. Like today, I can't play it. I, I can't play any of it. Yesterday, I played 30 minutes of it. I can't support two awesome shooters, looter shooters of or any kind of shooters of any type. I can't do it. But I do desperately want to play both games. And the one bit I'll say about Exoprimal, because before the show you went, yeah, man, everyone's talking about how Remnant 2 kind of ate Exoprimal's lunch. And the one thing I was going to say is I watched a review of it, a big like 40-minute review. And they're like, oh, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of this and that. But then the person who was reviewing it, who isn't the main person on the channel, and I won't say any names, but they did what we always talk about, Eric. They primed people to give up on this game. That in this review, in the review, they primed people to give up on Exoprimal. And they went, yeah, it's great, it's fun, it has no business looking this good and being this great, but yeah, I don't know if, uh, I don't know if the server numbers will stay up forever. Like, I think they might just fall off and, you know, disappear, and then you can't play Exoprimal no more. So, I mean, it's great, it's really cool, but I don't know. I think it might just disappear. <laughs> when I look on Steam, you know, there's this many people. Yeah, but you, are you forgetting that it's also free on Game Pass? If you can play a game for free, you're going to play it there. So if you look on Xbox, or you could look on just PC that's not Steam, that's where probably a lot of more people are going to be playing it. But don't yeah, prep the people. Don't prep the people to regurgitate what you said, because that's what people do in this society. Mm-hmm. I heard on the review that the, the numbers are bad, so why would I play that? Like they were setting it up to be like a 7 out of 10 that everybody forgets about later. And I just, it made me so mad because I've never heard that said in any review ever before. Yeah, it's really good, but I don't think the numbers will stay up for a long time. Who are you to know that? And this dropped on release day. So it's not like it dropped now as we're recording this a couple weeks later. I was baffled and I was mad, but I'm glad to hear that all the streamers you were watching were digging it and having a good time. So I hope this continues on. I hope on Xbox where you can play it for free on Game Pass. It's got a, a nice thriving ecosystem. I don't have time to play it, but I, God, I sure do want to because everything about it looks goofy and fun and wild and the graphics look amazing. So I know that was my one soapbox moment where it's like, we're going to talk about Exoprimal. I got to get that in because the person who was filling in for the normal person on this channel just threw it under a truck and drove over it twice. I couldn't believe it. Even after singing praises, which you're like, yeah, why? He said it was good. Just say it's really good. And just say, I hope the numbers stay up so it can keep going for a long time. So we can keep enjoying the hell out of it forever. Yeah. And they can share the pie with any competition in the future. Uh, And of course, Steve, hey, you know what, buddy? I'm glad we sent the bat signal up and got you and your homeboys and girls in to Remnant 2. You're going to have to tell us how it is. I already know it's a must-buy. Trust me, I've already watched so much gameplay. But, you know, just reinforce that to make it so I just buy it and then sit on it and be guiltily not playing it or something. I I just want these feelings. I need these feelings. Yeah, since neither of us are obviously going to get it and have time to play it, you should let us live vicariously through you. And then that way, like, sometime down the road, I'll buy it when it's, like, 
45 bucks for sale. And I'll go, that's a great sale. And then two weeks later, they'll go, hey, it's coming to Game Pass, finally. Or they'll go, hey, in six months after that, it's uh, free for PlayStation Plus members, because that keeps happening to me. I keep buying stuff, and it showed up on Game Pass. And here it is for free over there. Why did I, I pay for it and not be able to buy it? It was free now. Damn it. Mm-hmm. And the last bit before we get out of here, Matt, I got so excited and so let down so fast. You wouldn't even believe it. There's a headline that says, Sea of Stars coming to PlayStation Plus. Bam. And I went, I got PlayStation Plus. Woo-woo! Yeah! I'm getting Sea of Stars for free, baby, when it comes out. I ain't got to worry about buying it. This is great. Oh, my goodness. PlayStation, you rock it, man. You're like punching. You're punching with all the punches. And then I went red. I actually did some homework on this one. Oh, it's for the extra premium. Not for PlayStation Plus. Not for just the Plus. Why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? And it's not. It's for the, the premium editions, the two extra tiers. Two things about this. One, we've had this conversation before because they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just to like get you to click on the website and say, oh, it's only on the $5 tier. I guess I'll just I'll pop just up to it. get that. But you and I don't do that. We would never do that. So why? It's, it's always that. Here's the PlayStation Plus games for April. Uh, 27 games. But that's... It's not. It's not. It's not. The second thing, though, is Sea of Stars is one of these games that I just complained about that did it. Because I kickstarted this game three years ago or whenever it was. I've said it a million times on the show. But uh, I think it was maybe six months ago. Hey, we're going to be launching on Game Pass day one. Don't say that in the Kickstarter thread. Don't say that in the in the backers part of your Discord. Mm-hmm. Why did you do that? Why? I... Don't say that to me. Why did I back you then? If I could just, if I could just get you for free, and yes, Game Pass isn't really free, but it's free. Just ah, it's oh, I'm mad all over again. I'm mad. I did. I forgot about it, and now you said it. Now it's happening. Ah, and now all the backers are mad. PlayStation Plus regular members are mad. Game Pass members, they're excited. Nobody cares. The PlayStation extra, they're happy. It's a whole thing. It's ridiculous. The Kickstarter anger in my heart. That's just me. I haven't seen anybody else say that. But it it's happened a few times now. I've kickstarted a couple games. Yeah, we're going to be launching on Game Pass when we come out. Well, gosh golly, I didn't, you didn't even need my dollars then. You just, didn't need my money. Xbox and PlayStation both just paid you bajillions of dollars. And now you got my money too. Oh. Well, that's just me. I'm not actually mad, but it just is one of those things like, I'm getting an exclusive thing. No, you're not. Uh-oh. But I am. No, you're not. No, no. Stop poking me. Get out. Get out. So, yeah, a a real high up and then a real sigh because now I'm back in the same boat I was and I got to buy it if I want to play it or play it on Game Pass. But I won't do that because I typically just don't play on PC very much. So, there you go. So, what about you out there in podcast listener land? What hot news has got you all hot and bothered? Like all this news got us all hot and bothered this week. What releases have come out that we didn't even know about? What other surprise stuff came out? Hey, you know, did you release a game on Itch.io that's pretty cool? Let us know about that. You can let us know that via the email, thirdshiftmedia.gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under thirdshift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon. Write a letter to a P.O. box that I'll set up that you can do that with because I don't want anybody associated with my house or my work. Even though I said on Twitter you could find me at work, don't find me at work. It'll be too weird. It'll be strange. Don't do it. Probably don't do that. But also, Matt... We got to modify things, all right, buddy? Because you can find us on the Facebook as well, where I hang out, and you can find us on the Patreon. But that's not what I'm talking about. Matt already knows what I'm talking about. Yep. I don't even know what he's saying. He's saying, was it 
Twitter? Twitter? What's that? I know X. What you know about the X going to give it to you, you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I was on Twitter today trying to find this panel thing. And it said X at the corner, and it had an X logo down here. But when you go to the search bar, it literally says search Twitter. And I went, well, it's still around. It's still real to me, damn oh, it. It's on. still here. I think they changed it today, Matt. But today was when I nope, looked at nope. it. Nope, nope. still Twitter.com home. Yes. Nope, they haven't, yes. haven't changed that part. But they did change, the, like you said, they did change the icons now. Everything. It's slowly getting there. So maybe you got one you got one last excuse for this week. I'll bet next week it's gonna be changed. But for now you're okay. I guess maybe I'll have to say, you know, find us on Mastodon and Threads and Threads Blue Sky. And, and Fate and, and Blue Sky. And, and Beehive is how Beehive's Hive is a thing. Mongo just, Beats, Bongo. Just find find drums. me on Bumble. That's fine. Just it's find like, me on Bumble. It's good. Let me just say it. Shut up, everybody. You're gonna be here on X. Don't let's stop playing. You know, it's like when you're dating and you're just all beating around the bush. Stop beating around the bush. You're gonna stick it. You're gonna stick it right here, and you're gonna stay right here, folks. Get over yourselves. And even if everybody else goes off of X, I can barely manage one social media site with an actual proper engagement as it is. So we're just gonna stick to one. Whatever one works and is easy for me to just post stuff to and and the show links around and does stuff, that's what we're getting. Whether it's Hive or Mastodon or X or that's Threads right. or if, Facebook if or whatever. If for some reason I'm knows. wrong and it becomes Hive or Blue Sky or Bongo Drums or Monkey Butts, whatever the case is, that's where we'll be. But for now it's X because that's where everyone's still staying. All right? There you go. Or go over to Patreon and throw a buck, two bucks, three bucks, all kinds of bucks our way because that helps us keep the show running, gets us the equipment, games, etc. Things we need to talk to you about games, etc. every single week here at Third Shift, okay? And if you can't do that, hey, five-star ratings. I keep telling you we need them. Once in a while you throw a bone my way. Once in a while you do, and I appreciate it. And it feeds us, as you know. But if you don't, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I don't know. Go to Monkey Butts. I'm, I know what to tell you, and that's to listen to our, our very next episode, which we'll be dropping on or around the 3rd of August on iTunes and Stitcher on Poppy and on Spotify and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we certainly do appreciate it. Everybody who's listened to us now in the present, present future, you're all the best. We love you. And of course, once again... Just get over there. Give us those ratings because we want more people to like and be friends with and hang out with and have a great time with. And you can do that. Literally, you can do that because if you do the five stars, it gets our little stinking names higher up there where more people with their lazy bone selves when they're searching for things to listen to. Instead of having to go to page four or five to find us, they'll only have to page go to page two to find us. And then when they like us, we'll get to page one. Now, all of a sudden, we're with the best of the best. And all those people saying, we're the best podcast in the world. Now, we'll be able to be there competing with them. And I can promise you, when I'm competing with the best of the best, oh, boy, I'll be going crazy. I'll be losing my mind. And I can guarantee you, when we're selected to do a panel for, I've I minimized the window so I don't remember the name, Gen, Gen Div or whatever it is that does that Borderlands Echo Vision Live, I will put the information in an accessible place at the very least, you'll hear about it on this goddamn show, and it won't be a mystery. So when we're the best of the best, we're shoving Game Over Greggy out of the window of an airplane window. because mm-hmm. we got the hot spot. You will get all that hot information directly from us, right into your ear holes. Guaranteed. That's a promise. Right there. That's a third shift promise. And with that, there's nothing else to say but 
Don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.